If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, please reach out. There are support groups out there. You are not in this fight alone. One of the peer support groups that I can think of um, is the brothers and sisters over at Next Rung. They provide peer support to first responders. Please call or text 833-698-7864. Or if you are having suicidal thoughts, again, please reach out and call 1-800-273-8255. Again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. Hey, Schmucks Nation, exciting news. 1440 Coffee Roasters is the official coffee of the Truck Schmucks podcast. This great family-owned and operated coffee company has decided to join us. It's great. We got some great things down the pipeline coming up. Head over to 1440 Coffee Roasters. Get yourself some great specialty small batch roasted coffee. And don't forget to use that promo code TRUCKSCHMUCKS. Save yourself a little money. I want to talk about Omnia Naturals now. Omnia Naturals is a 100% THC-free CBD oil for firefighters by firefighters. Head over to omnianaturals.com. Check them out. And use the code SCHMUCKS on checkout to save yourself 20% off. And if you are looking for a really cool gift for the holidays, because we are coming into the holidays, or just any time, head over to storefrontier.com backslash truckschmucks to pick yourself up some truckschmucks gear. We have t-shirts, we have sweatshirts, and we also have facial coverings. Head over to storefrontier.com backslash truckschmucks. Hi, this is John from the Truck Schmucks Podcast. And before we jump right into the episode, I would like to take this time to thank our sponsors. First being Chief Miller. Head over to ChiefMillerApparel.com and check out all the cool swag he's got over there on his website. Also, don't forget to follow him on all the social media pages. Next, Firehouse Cookie Company. They got a lot of tasty treats, everything from alcohol-infused treats to edible cookie dough. For example, head over to firehousecookieco.com, type in truck schmucks to receive 25% off your order. Next, I would like to thank Direct Attack Apparel. Head over to directattackapparel.com, check out all their cool swag from t-shirts to patches. Type in schmucks10 to receive 10% off. Also, I would like to welcome Stash Salt Mustache Wax, which I am super excited for to say this, the official mustache wax of the Truck Schmucks podcast. But Mr. Stash Salt also has products for you ladies. Check out the Salty Jane line from Stash Salt. Type in Truck Schmucks to receive 25% off. Because when you're going in with a partner, when you say, hey, hey, you ready? You're saying, hey, hey, my friend, are you ready? Because this is it. Once we go over this threshold, that's it. We've committed. And i got to look at Julie the next day. Or I've got to look, you know, at somebody's wife the next day. Or at the funeral and go, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Or I didn't do enough. And it, rest of your life yeah yeah and it's on it's absolutely unacceptable i mean even even when nobody gets hurt or dies on right at a fire you still go back to the firehouse and be like what could i have done better yep you go around to the decent person that's you know or you right he said it he said it yeah yeah So, so I always start out with that story. Uh, you know, before the thing happened where I work, and I was heavy on firefighter down CPR, like heavy, like that was a big teaching moment. If you don't learn anything else in the maze, if you learn something from that, learn that. And then it happened, and I like, you know, 
I, I, I get teary-eyed every time. Teary-eyed every time I talk about it. I can tell. You know, you and can and so I talk about like like this puts a whole new spin on it, man. I I, I can't even like teach it. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. And it, it just has put a whole new spin on it. And I listen. It, if this is all you get out of this, this is what I want you to get. Never mind my company, never mind our business, never mind making money, never mind fighting fire. If you save somebody because you did this, everything else just washes away. It's unreal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, it does. It does, and we do it every class. Everybody's like, having fun, talking to their buds, and then I go, my buddy Craig Fairy died. Sorry. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Right. Right. I remember that. So, it, it and, and and it does. So I I think for training. Mindset is super important. You know, I've been in fire service a long time. Training has always not been that important to me because my mindset's never been right. Once you set your mindset to like, okay, not only can your partner die, but there's this gaping hole in their family now that I have to like look at. So now I got to go to his kids' baseball games. Now I got to go to christenings, I gotta go to baptisms, I've gotta go to all this stuff for the for my partner. Right. You know? And but luckily enough, in that situation, quick actions save his life. Yes, absolutely. So, absolutely. And repetitions. Knowing what to do and, and repeating it enough that you learned it, that now you can do it with tears in your eye. Yep. It's gonna save lives. And it's Pretty much being combat ready. I like that. You know, I did not coin that. I'll give Chief Nick Martin props on that because he does a whole combat readiness mindset on the fire ground. I took it during the first leg of COVID. It was like, oh shit, man, I need to go. I want to be the firefighter that I want to save my family when I'm fucking around around the fire station. Right. Absolutely. But that's a that's a thing. Like I'm on a different department, and I live in a city in Southern Maine, and it's like I get another sense of pride when I go and working in the city, and it's just different. It's like I'm helping my community, even though I can't directly help my community. Right. So. Yep. I mean, other than the, what I just said, I mean, it, today's class really it brought it home. Because I, like, I remember it when I very first started, when we actually started, uh, we come in, we geared up, and we started doing stuff with you. I was like, you know, I kicked myself in the ass. I was like, God damn, man. Like, can you speed it up a little bit? Can you get yourself right? And I was just, and they, they finally clicked. I was like, okay. You know, you, get, you have to get in that mindset that this is real. People, like, people you know very, very closely, like you've said. Right. That shit can happen. Right. Very, very quickly. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a lot of conversations about what we say for the class to get people in the right headspace. Because it's very easy to look at the prop and say, well, it's just a training prop and there's no smoke and there's no fire and but once you start getting exhausted and you're just being run through evolution after evolution you know things start to get a little more a little more real and if you notice like today we had that first late in the day firefighter down cpr evolution and the whole room went everybody's talking before that and then the whole room went quiet right and they're like everybody's like laser focused on that one event, right? Yeah. And so. the one thing I did notice, like at the beginning of the day, and I, and I mentioned it to Mike, is, you know, when you came to those doors in that maze, mm-hmm. I was like, well, if this is simulating a real house, nobody was checking the door. I was like, did you 
and I even like mumbled to Travis the whole backdraft thing. Oh, did you check that door for heat tip? Yeah. And it was like, nope. I was like, I'm not gonna say anything. Whatever. Well, I mean, I kind of got that because my very, 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 very first interior attack, four days uh, after my end test, we got an interior. We went up to the second floor and came on court. <laughs> we went to the second floor in this house and the cap that I was with opened the door. He popped the door and we both got a face full of fire. It, it wasn't anything major, but it was enough to make us, you know, walk back on the hall and just be like, shit, are you alright? You alright? Yeah, we're good. Alright, get in there. Yep. Oops. Yep. Be very sobering, very quick. Very yep. quick. What was the line? You can't take that kind of shit from it, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can fucking lick you in the face, yep. and that's yeah. about it. <laughs> I know I was at at one fire at the beginning of the year. It was just me and my partner on shift. We were on the engine. Luckily enough, this fire was just down the street from the firehouse. Yep. And About is a long story. Yet. I uh, started on a napkin, of course, you know, just drawing, figuring stuff out, and uh, I just always thought there's there, there's got to be a better way to uh, do con ed for firefighters. There's just got to be a better way to keep firefighters uh, efficient in their skills. Um, up to date um, or just confident you know the skills don't change much you know I just got to thinking like well you know when I was learning this stuff I only got to practice doing it two times you know or three times and, and, I, and I don't learn that way I learn by doing it over and over and over and over again and then if I don't do it for weeks or months or whatever I start losing it. These skills are perishable. Yeah. Um, you know, you might be able to muddle through something, but it won't be as quickly as you need it to be. You know. So, I just started drawing on a napkin. Like, how can I, how can I bring training to departments that don't get to train a lot? How do I do that? And uh, I wanted to. So I had the idea for the maze, you know, I build this out of wood, anybody can do that. It's going to be heavy, it's going to rot, it's going to, you know, whatever. How can I change it <clears throat> so it doesn't, so it, so it lasts? 
And I said, well, anybody can make a maze. You know, a lot of departments have a maze up in their second floor or whatever. It's got to be able to convert to floor plans. It has to. So then that took me a while to figure out how to do that, you know. When we first started, there wasn't a forcible entry door. There wasn't anything. I, I, you know, I was just building it to uh, hopefully sell it to fire departments to, to do their training. So the training philosophy wasn't there. The training company wasn't there. I was just trying to manufacture wall panels to, to, uh, to, to sell so fire departments could train in their own firehouse, not have to, you know, let's say your volunteer fire department has like 15 people on it and you want to send pe 10 people down to the academy to train, you just emptied your whole town, you know? Yeah. So how, how do we get that to the firehouse? You know, and likewise, each state might have one fire academy, you know, and maybe a satellite location, but you're expecting people from the Canadian border to drive down to Concord to, or, you know, to train wherever and uh, lose them for a weekend. Well, you can't afford that, you know, so how do I get that in there? So, um, <coughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, research and development through a few years of drawing and, and designing it and, and talking to other people and figuring out what work. I, you know, we, I, I put together the maze. And then I was like, oh, nobody really knows what it is. How do I market it? Well, the best way to market it, I thought, was to just hit the road with it. So I got a, you know, at the beginning, I was borrowing my buddy's uh, landscaping trailer, I was throwing in that. I have to go to his house and empty out his lawnmowers and stuff, drive it to my house, load it up, um, and they go. And then when it, he was using it, I had to go to U-Haul. I'd rent a U-Haul trailer. I'd load, load it up. Finally bought a one off of Craigslist. It was a mess, you know. Um, and uh, we, I just hit the road with it because I needed people to see it. So eventually, it was that was to fund. The production of it so I could try to sell it to, to departments you know and uh, pretty soon the philosophy kind of took over and I'd, I'd much rather go teach and, and uh, see people just like come alive like enjoy their job again enjoy being a fireman again enjoy being a volunteer again you know yeah it is I mean just today alone I was, you know, me and like we're talking. He was like, "Oh, you know, what is the What's the background behind it?" And it's literally this: bringing the brotherhood, the sisterhood back. Because in my mind, you don't really get to, to see it. Granted, yes, COVID kind of hits it. You can't go and visit firehouses anymore. And the only time you really get to see the brotherhood, unfortunately, is funerals and retirement parties. Right. It shouldn't be that way. No. You know, I. You should be able to walk to my firehouse and be like, hey, I'm a firefighter you know, in Jonestown. Right. Cool. Come right. on in, let's see our firehouse, sit down at the kitchen table, I got, I got coffee on it. Exactly. And same thing, you know, where right. you work. You right. Know, it should be that. Right. So we're trying to create that again. Yeah. You know, a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these smaller towns were like, well, you need to invite your mutual aid partners. Well, we don't really talk to them. We're like maybe you, you need to bring them because where volleys in the heyday you had like 30 40 people on the roster now you have five so who's coming all those people you're not talking to all those other departments you, let's get them into training and then all of a sudden you start talking again you start like hey all right now you catch a job you look around and you're like yeah i'm confident with you 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 because i've seen you at training at least I've seen you there. At least you have the heart to show up to a training. You know, let's go. Let's go do this. But uh, the the company really took off when there, there's two points where the company really took off. One, uh, we got I got a business partner. Um, uh, I won't name names, but he's a deputy chief uh, in a fire department in, in the state. And uh, I did a training down there. And uh, you know, I show up in this ratty old trailer. You can you can you can see the pavement through the floorboards, and I'm like, I'm just holding on, man. I'm just barely there, and 
I'm like, listen, whatever you can, give me some gas money to come down here to show you this thing, you know, show you this prop. And uh, he's like, hey, if you need, you know, you need an investor, you let, you let me know. And uh, a couple months later, I asked my wife, I go, listen, you, you want me to call this guy? She's like, yeah, give him a call, see what he's got. I gave him a number, shot him a number, you know, and, he, and so he invested in the business. And, that, and so I have a business partner and then uh, we just took on, <clears throat> we just took on somebody else who, who joined the business and, and, and we're, we're building another trailer out and that's going to be hitting the road in the next couple weeks right now. So the business is growing and I think it's, uh, I think it's, it's half the prop that we created because it's a bit of a novelty and, and when people see it they're like wow this is great um, but I really think the other the, a big part of it is the philosophy that we bring with us it's it's ego free training we don't tell people where we're from bring the prop we let them experiment we let them we let them try some things out and we we try to be that focal point of different communities trying to get together and figuring out this problem that everybody has, which is low staffing, you know, and we're gonna need your help. Someday we're gonna need your help. So let's train together. And uh, I've just seen a bunch of areas blossom that way when we show up, and it, it, it's so cool. Well, we we would go over and and we'd train where where he is yep. and um, I just uh, I just threw it out you know hey we're looking to expand we're looking to um, you know it we, we call it New England fire training for a reason we're, we're trying to at least at least get all of New England involved in this what we're trying to do here and uh, so my focus needs to be elsewhere now so we're, we're bringing Tim on to kind of focus in New Hampshire and so that uh, Troy and I can start focusing in other areas and, and start growing the brand and growing the philosophy of what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. That is, I, I was very impressed because you, you think about the departments that were there today. You know, you have the busy college town where we are, and you have the small little town, and they just work together. Yep. It was like, okay, cool, you guys work together before. I mean, granted, a lot of that's probably part of the mutual aid. Correct me if I'm wrong. If, if those two departments are coming to your town. Yeah, so we're re one department that was there is not part of our mutual aid district. But like he was just saying, it um, we're all got staffing issues, and we've been working more and more with them over the past year, like a significant amount. And uh, to have them there today was awesome because eventually they're going to be coming to cover our stations for certain calls and the other departments that were there training with us they are going to end up working with them down the road and to see everybody like just work together like that it was awesome like it you said it wasn't just the working together it was the i mean they would break off of like the little groups and just hang out and yeah laugh. and that i was like oh. it's huge it that's to go from a, like you said a career busier department to the other end small, of the spectrum, small, it was awesome. Yeah, small, it was small awesome. town. And I, I actually mentioned that to Travis. I was like, just look at this right now. And I even was like, there's this department that's here, and then there's that little volunteer department that seems like 15 calls a year, yeah. and they're working together. And the way things are nowadays, at least in this area, it's we're going to all of them all the time. Yeah. Our, we probably do more mutual aid runs now than own stuff in town because yeah. everybody's so short-handed. Yeah. It's everywhere up here, you know. I remember when I got to the fire service, just listening to your dispatch center. Every every dispatch center should run like yours. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's crazy. It's there. I can't tell you how many are like different departments are automatic out of town for certain calls. You know, and they, and they don't even. I don't even think they think about it. Where they are. Type in no. an address, call type comes up on the computer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we restructured our run cards a couple of years ago and completely changed it to that because this is how everything's working nowadays. Yeah. You need the help, and you know, you get a confirmed fire, you're getting out of town help right off the bat. It's perfect, especially yeah. most staffing. Supposedly, our dispatch center still has run cards and binders. Supposedly, allegedly. <laughs> found that out or was told that the other day, and I was very impressed. 
and you know, until the other day when I was when I had to do my reports, I didn't even know how the how one of our mutual aid departments actually was like, well, what can what's considered a working fire? You know, how do you start automatics? And it actually broke it down at the end of the, the dispatch log. When do they start the signal? You know, when they strike the box or anything like that. And I was like, oh goddamn. But that's what the, that's how this break broke down. Well, that's the city I live in. It's, it's <laughs> nice as a taxpayer. No, okay, okay, this is this is how this is working in the city. Yep. You know. No. Even in person. Okay, good. Good talk. Hey, he talked. <laughs> he talked more than normal. Words. Uh, very few words. <laughs> I sit in the corner and watch. So everyone. when you speak them, they want to be. Right. <laughs> let's, let's just say this. So Travis works two days on getting a guest for, this, for the show. Yep. Never said a goddamn word on it. <laughs> well, let's be fair. He roasted me for five minutes. Or that he, took a, he took a shot at everybody around the table. I mean, it was pretty great. No. Hey, Travis, could you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, could you just shut up for a minute? Like, no one could get oh, a word in. <laughs> and it, like I say, like, over, I mean, I don't mind saying it. And I say that, like, every single part of my story, I say, guys, I'm like, you talk, I'm like this Even, just a thing, even when we, we, we have the YouTube channel, and we, I used to post the video version of the show on the YouTube channel until I started getting heavily into editing. I'm like, oh, I don't even know how to edit video. <laughs> so I'm just going to keep it on. It's a whole other beast. Yeah. I mean, I've experimented with it. And yet, my parents would just sit down and just watch it because I'm part of it and support it. And my dad's like, does Travis ever smile, talk? And I'm like, no, dad, that's just his face. Yeah. And, oh, God, the video. But I... I met you, Chris, you know, when you were an instructor at the, my academy class. Yep. And for 12 goddamn weeks, you just, the cadre yep. uh, uh, kicked our ass. And then towards the end there, it started to become like, okay, now you're up to our level. Now we'll actually treat you like that. Yeah. And that's... There's that, a process. Yeah. I there. want to get my balls busted <laughs> the first... There is a process. You want to feel like you earned it. Yeah. And that's okay. I really enjoy teaching firefighters who have already gone through firefighter one, firefighter two. It's, it's just con ed, you know. So for me, you've already achieved that level, you know. You've already earned it to me, you know. So let's let's all get together. I'll we'll provide the arena, you know, and we'll and we'll do some training. We'll get some reps in. We'll get better at our job. So there's no like test point. There's no you don't have to prove anything to anybody. 
And once people under, realize that in our classes, it, it, the, the stress is just taken right out of the room, you know. And uh, we really enjoy teaching that way because everybody's like, hey, uh, all right, these guys aren't here to really destroy us or degrade us or belittle us. They're here to get us better, you know. And that's the other thing that I, I, I fucking love today is it was like watching two football coaches or two hockey coaches just sit there on the bench and they're the players go to work. And yeah. then when the intensity needed to pick up, you, you got that. You, yeah. you got you know, the guys on the floor inside the maze to pick it up. Right. You know, like, like Tim brought up earlier, you know, there's that point where he was like, Firefighter unconscious, not breathing. It's like, oh, okay, my ears perked up. Like, right. like, is he being serious? Like, I had to step up and like peek in. It's like, do I really need to go to work right now? Right. And I just like take a step back and let the participants do their thing. Yeah. But that was that was awesome. I I thoroughly enjoyed today. Awesome. Just, just sitting back and watching, which I Great. don't get to do very often. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming out. This is great. I want to thank Evan yeah. for having us come. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Evan and his fire department. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I we've been talking for like a year. Yeah. About it basically. Yeah. COVID hit. And then COVID hit. About a year and finally pulled it off. Yeah. So far, it's yeah, been great. It's I pretty. Mean, it's pretty awesome. It's so good. We uh we set it up on one date and then uh. Oh, so many people wanted to take My the class. Kept blowing up. Yeah, we ended up doing a second. Date. We had to do a second date, so that's great for everybody involved. So yeah, we we're the training like you can't beat that. Yeah, we're gonna be here tomorrow, another full day, another twenty firefighters, and uh, yeah, we're super excited. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what else is great for us? I told him that every time I listen to him teach, I, I pick up something else. But every time I see students in the maze. I pick up some things, yep. you know. So, you know, uh, the last three classes I've done is like, you know, something as simple as putting a tool out in a wedge form shape in front of you when you're in the entanglement rock, right. getting the wires to climb up it and drop over you. Yeah. Yep. Took, little things. Yeah, little things like that, and uh, you know. So, and now I've gone back and incorporated that into my training regimen in my own department so that now more people are looking at that and again it's tools in the toolbox they may use it they may not doesn't really matter but they have that available to them if they choose to yep and like at the beginning of the day we were like we were just hanging over the side and like you see people get it's like the wheels are turning but there's no traction it's like do I say something do I am I overstepping my bounds and then when you got it both of you kind of gave us the, yeah, say something. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, hey, take your arm and swing it up when you're in the entanglement. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Kind of swim through it. Well, it's part of that thing. We're all we're all in this together. We see, you know, a brother or sister frustrated and struggling right there. You know, you know, the learning starts falling off. You know, when the frustration starts happening, you just, hey, hey, try this, try this, do this. And then there, there is a point where you let people struggle through stuff. Exactly. There is, but but when when it gets to the panicky level, now you know you step in a little bit before that and, and say, okay, hey, tr try something different. Try, you know, relax. And and for me, starting next week, I start my instructor class. Yeah. I'm, I'm going for my instructor, and just being able to step back and just watch the instructor yeah. was actually kind of nice. Yeah. So I'll be like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. This Absolutely. is why I want to do it. Yep. And at one, at two times today, me and Mike were talking about something, and like five seconds later, you started talking about it. I was like, that's yeah. yeah. Like, Mike and I were like, what, what this maze could really use is a Denver drill. Right. And then like five seconds later, you start talking about something else. I was like, okay, did you conversation? What's great about the prop is... It's it, it it spikes everybody's imagination. Wow, you could do this with this. You could do that. You could do this. You could create this. And believe me, it's all coming. It's yeah. uh, it's all it's all in the works. It's all in. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to somebody comes to me and gives me a suggestion. I'm like, yes, I I know. 
It's coming. Just, just, just wait. Just get, give me some time. It's already. The plans are in my head. The plans are on napkins. The, you know, it's there. If there, if there was, a, and the one thing that I noticed, everybody was like, "Oh, there's no smoke. I can stand up." Yeah. Well, yeah, we, we've used tarps on top for parts and, and smoked it up and stuff like that. That's, that's you know, um, with departments that have been with us for a long time, we start experimenting on that end. Um, but we added Eclipse Fireground Masks, and what that does is it gives you that, that fog sensation, that light smoke sensation. It's not pitch black, so you get it, you know, you get, you can kind of see shadows in front and you can see your flashlight and stuff like that. And that drops people, um, which is good. They're not standing up anymore. It's just enough to put somebody down on a knee and start, you know, searching a little bit lower. So that's a great company if you guys want to look into the into them. I noticed people that did use the blackout yep. pieces, they, they choose to train it. They yep. kind of fell back into that academy training. Yes. Yeah. Just, just did it. Right. And that's right. And again, that that's all about repetition. New England fire training can't just come once every six months and try to. Re you have to pick up some of the things you learned here, and then you got you got to do it in your own firehouse. You can't. It, you know, it doesn't work if you're just doing it every time we show up. It, it, it's got to change your whole mindset on every other day that we're not there. You have to go, okay, I got to go into the firehouse. I have to. On my off day, not a training night, not a whatever, you call up somebody and you say, hey, are those, you know, we got some blackout masks. Let's go do, let's go do some searches. You know, let's go put on our masks. Let's go. And you not necessarily even have to go in if you're a small department like the three of us work at. We don't have a budget to go out and buy such masks. Hey, you can make it. You can make it with yep. painting, like whatever that baking stuff is. And <laughs> as simple as just flipping your hood around backwards yep. and blacking it out and getting familiar with your tools. Right. You can do it that way. Right. And it's quick, easy. Right. Get those reps in. What a big butterfly. Absolutely. Absolutely. A, lo a lot of it's got to be self-generated. You have to be self-motivated. You can't wait for the next training opportunity. You can't wait. The next training opportunity is going to happen when you're busy. When you got something scheduled. you got to make time for yourself. You know? Just because we're going over XYZ topic this week, doesn't mean next month we're doing it right. that same topic. Right. So, right. That's definitely been the, the challenge with our department. It's really easy on your own time to get lazy. I'm not, yep. not sweeping off anybody's back horses. I'm just as guilty. I'm a thousand percent guilty. Oh, sure. I am, I am too. You know? I mean, like, you, you know, after, like, towards the end of class, you told us you're your, your shift freshman. Yeah. And how many times did you go start shift and be like, I don't feel like I'm doing that? Absolutely thing? not. Yeah, uh, uh, all the time. All the time. It's, you know. That's why I try to break it down into smaller, bite-sized pieces, and, you know. Yeah. But I, yeah. But yeah, tons of things, and you get wrapped up with doing the daily stuff if you're, you know, on shift. It's like, and by the time the day's done, doing, running around, and you don't feel like doing that stuff. You know. You gotta push yourself to be better. You do. It does. to say you don't live in the city or town you, you work in. I mean, Christ, right now, you know, your department can get a call for your house. You know? Yeah. And it's happening. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you got to be Johnny on the spot, you know, ready kind of thing. So training also doesn't necessarily have to be like hands-on stuff. I mean, just something as simple as a Mayday call. So what, that we find that trips up a lot of people in the maze. Right. Just doing a Mayday call, and you can just sit around the coffee table. Hey, call a Mayday, right? Yeah. Or, or talk about 
what would you do if, in this situation? I mean, visualizing some of that mentally in your head yeah. is part of the battle, right? So, and then what's great about our prop is that you can talk about it and visualize it and then, then go to a training and then actually, all right, this is the way I envisioned it. Let's try it out. You get in there. Well, it didn't work quite right like I thought it would, but if I tweak it, then maybe I can, and, and that's what you have the ability to do is, you know, with the repetitions, uh, you're making little tweaks and little tweaks, and then if you do the blackout mass, you know, we find out when we do like a two-hour session where, all right, all right we're going to be in blackout mass, that the comfort level builds, and then, you know, the choo-choo train kind of spreads out, next thing people are upright, moving around, and, and so all those things kind of play into it. So, you know, talking about it, talking about how you operate, that's all very good stuff because, you know, I don't know what you know, you don't know what I know, and, and or maybe we know the same, some of the similar stuff, but you tweak it just a little bit, and that might help me out in the long run. So, you know, that, and that's the thing, like, and the things that I have seen is, you know, me and you are in the same department in New Hampshire, and what we do may not be the same as what we do. And, but taking that, the core of it, and then kind of like chipping it down to what your department needs are, and stuff, that's, that's also helpful. Because you're not always gonna have that five man or up with two people. Travis and I ran into that problem yesterday. Chicken mine. And, and it was just the two of us on the engine, and that was it. He was the chauffeur, and I was the guy in the passenger seat. And that's it. We waited like 15 minutes for our the next new company, but by that time uh, we had it out. And I was like, we don't need every Tom, Dick, and Harry here. But, but what if that was the adjacent building, we would have been, we would have been screwed. We would have been Detroiting it for a little bit. That gone and then go in. Well, given how dry and how close the house is where it would have been a bad situation. It would have been an extremely bad situation. You know, like stomping it out, but. What you got, Mikey? It just what saddens me about your training is when you tell people that, hey, this is what I'm doing this weekend. Do you want to go? Oh, what is it? Well, it's down fire, fire, CPR, searches, and writ. When you go to a fire and you walk up to a chief and they say, you're writ, what's your first response? Shit. Or, oh, come on. But, but besides the freaking nozzle guy or nozzle woman, the so, Ritz most important fucking job on fire ground. When you bring up that that's what we're doing this weekend, everyone's like, I don't want to do that. That's boring. But when you actually see the prop in action, it actually brings out the worst in you because when's the last time you've done a search? When's the last time you've masked up quickly? Yeah. When's the last the time you've done lie. a... The prop When was the last time you had to make shift partners with an SCBA? I mean, he just said it, like... It kind of kicked his ass. He's like, I should have moved faster. That's what people are not seeing in this maze. They're looking at the big thing of, oh, it's writ. Yep, that's boring. I've been in writ classes. It sucks. That's not what people are. I mean, I went to my department and asked almost every single guy in my department. Everyone came up with 28 different excuses. You guys do what you want. You take out what you put in. That's all it is. And, and we call it RIT because it's kind of grouped into that, but it's really about, you know, helping each other out of whatever tough situation you get yourself into, right? Or, or whatever tough situation the environment around you creates and, and, and how you're going to deal with that individually and then help your partner to get, get right or get them going. Because like we talk about in that class, you know, very few rescues of fight down firefighters or firefighters with problems come from the RIT team. It's going to be their partner, they're going to either figure it out for themselves or their partner's going to help them figure it out, or the guys on the fire floor or the guys in the building, and then finally you may get the RIT team. So, you know, so it kind of gets 
lumped under that in that one category, but really in actuality, it's it's about teaching you skills or getting you to refresh on skills that you already know that are going to get you out of a pickle, right? So, um, and, and it's unfortunate, you know, in some cases that it, it's looked upon the way Mike Mike says. And, you know, so, and the other thing, like nobody understands that the last letter no matter which acronym you use, crew, team, team, crew, crew means team. It's right there. Yeah. It's in the writing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thing that kind of ties into what we were talking about in the beginning is if you if you go into a class just looking to be like, okay, this is the topic, we're going to do it with what's being pitched to us, and then we're just going to get to the end. You're going to show up on a situation that's real and be that asshole that causes something detrimental to happen because you didn't take anything from that class and that's what was very obvious to me with, with today. I mean, I came in here, I was like, when we started actually participating, I was like, oh damn, I, you know, I haven't been in a class in a bit. I'm going to suck for a minute. Yeah. I mean, it's embarrassing. It was absolutely embarrassing, but once you know, you clear your mind and you start taking home what you're, what you've been hearing, either if you're observing or if you're actually participating, you start letting that click. It just, it sets in. That's one line Chris uses a lot that I didn't hear him hear use today. Is you know, nobody, no fireman that really wants to do this job, and most people I think do. Nobody shows up at the firehouse and goes, I want to suck today. Right? They all want, in, in their own way, want to contribute and do their bet, their best job. And sometimes they just don't. They just don't know how. Right? So that's where the training, training comes in. I think the fear of screwing up is what holds a lot of guys back. Oh well, we're going to do uh, search and rescue today. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, no, I guys, I've done this before. I'm all set. Now you opt out, and now you miss the training opportunity because you're afraid of looking bad in front of your guys. Right. And the other thing, to your point, is the other, the other thing is I don't want my ego damaged. That's Nobody it. Nobody wants to be criticized for fucking up. Yep. Yeah, I can tell it. you, right, I'll pull it out right now. I mean, how many guys? And I and I heard it mentioned today. How many guys carry around a notebook? This has got all my fuck ups in it. I, I write it down. I used you to said carry something about that today. Yeah. Right I used to carry around a little pocket notebook until I ran it through the washer one day. See, I was talking to my son earlier. He's like, "Yeah, yeah write it all down. Every, every fire, right? every write down, write it all down." So, yeah. 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 The only log I have is from Jake Chapel's the uh, stretching log. Who he did it with? How much you stretched? What kind of load? When did you do it? What department? What company? That's the only log I it, truly keep. The one thing that's in there is got the date, the call, and what I did wrong. So I never do it again. Well, our big thing is ego-free training. Yeah. So once once the participants know that, realize that, we're not going to jump on their shit when maybe they do something wrong, or something unorthodox. They, 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 they just all of a sudden start feeling more free and more relaxed and more, okay, so if I do mess up, nobody's. I'm not going to be called out in front of all my friends. I'm not going to be berated. You know, we, we just don't do that um, because everybody has the best intentions in mind when you show up for fire training. You want to learn how to save lives or get better at saving lives. Who am I to shit on you for that? You know, I'll show I'll show you one way. Or I'll show you another way. You figure out your system. You figure out which way works best for you. You know, um, you know, and uh, you know, do with my. You know, I've said it to Michael all the time. Hey, you know, what are you doing? He goes, Well, this. I was trying this. Go for it, brother. I mean, you 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 tried a new tool today that you invented. I don't know if you invented, but it's kind of collaboration of everything, everyone's ideas into one idea taking different pieces of webbing and different carabiners i've sent you the original i'm like this is pretty cool then it's like this took too long now let's try this we tried the station but we didn't have all our gear on we kind of just tried on each other with the air pack and now it said all right before it's on a rip pack now but before we really put this into service and we start going out for rip for other departments let me go into this training 
let me see how it works and bring it back to you guys. And the training captain's like, yeah, absolutely, we've got a snow. And it went phenomenal. Yeah. Guys are coming to me at the end of the day. How'd you make that? Where can I get one? This so is all it is. Just by just standing there and watching them, everybody take the SCBA make a harness and then watching you, it was it was night day. It was you know, in that situation with the down fire burners, time is of the essence. Let's get them out of that situation as quickly as possible. The most frustrating thing is the belt strap. You get a bigger guy and you didn't pull that air pack down, that's it. You're gonna be oh come on, seriously. That's it. Or you're going to be trying to like, Kama him, just try to get that, that lap strap in between his legs. Yeah. <laughs> but what if you had my system? Right. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Get it out. Well, and that, that also plays into one of the points made today, where you had a department that had a different style lap belt, right? Yep. That you may not be familiar with, but everybody's pretty much got big loops here on the... On the the uh, shoulder straps that you could hook into, so That's a universal so thing. it's universal. Yeah. You don't have to think have about too. It. Just Spiro, uh, Survivor, Survivor. So they had the old packs from that department, Survivor. They have the new MSAs. But still, the point is, every air pack right. has those D rings, yeah. so anyone can do it. It's yeah. not just like, oh, well, this one pack works, that's it. No, the oh, idea is anyone can do it. Because right. yeah. no, on the odd pack, that, that odd belt, if you don't, if you that air pack, oh, drop go that, of it. you let go of it, never you will it. never, well, you may not find it. And if, if you do, you may not ever be able to get it clipped back in because it has to be in the right the uh, configuration, yeah, to get him to look. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The whole no ego thing. I want to touch on that too. I said it to you the last time we were together. Is everyone here at this table right now can remember one instructor where you made a little mistake and they were all over you. You will remember that. Forever. I can certainly remember a captain. There was a student today in your class who had an issue with his regulator. He got into control, but he walked by and said, that's why we're here today. If he was like, are you serious? You would be one, two, and you're doing this? That kid would have been shut down. He's, he's out, down, out for the class. would have been up here, and then she that instructor would have said something. Done. Done. He's not learning anything after that. He got on, and away he went. He went for the rest of the day. I mean, none of us know who he is or what his background is, but he's able to get into control and he did the rest of the day. No way. Well, we literally took packs we have never seen before. <laughs> 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 and it was like, and they were just shit quick. Yep. It was literally five minutes. I was like, okay, guys, I like, I've actually seen this before. Let's I'll, I'll show you real quick how it's supposed to work. And you're going to know why they call it surprise. Here. And the way he put it, and way, the way he clipped in the regulator, I was like, what? I just showed him, I'm like, stop twisting it, it's not a Scott. Just like, shove it into your face. And <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm also, I was like, okay, it's an MSA, so I was looking for like a clip or something, like the newer ones have the rhino. I'm like, no, no, dude, that's, that's not even the thing. The first evolution we did, you walked in like, I couldn't breathe. <laughs> Do you still want to be with oh, me? I, yeah. I. Oh my God. I, I. As hard as I tried, I could not exhale, and it would just. Get out of it would trap all that air right there. And, I was like, and then when you're like, I can't, I can't breathe out. I, I feel like you try it. I put it on, and like, I was like, I finally figured out what you were talking about, and I just, just pushed so hard, and I was like, it works now. The springs heavier than what you. Yeah. 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 Well, I was like, <sighs> and then I was like, okay, now you're working, you're fine now. But I, oh, that, that thing had me knife handing myself in my head for a good, I kept like, looking up to him, but I'm like, stop, 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 I know what's going on, stop. No. You were mad. You literally never hears this before, stop being mad, you know everything that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I actually took a picture of the mask and the pack and I sent it to to our buddy. He's like, yep, that's exactly what I use every day. I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, and <laughs> what irritated me the most is when you would start talking and the, the pass along was talking. Like, I was like, God damn it, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> how, dare, how near this pass along fall? 
right? Job. Like you're being a nuisance. Stop. Yeah, I don't. I don't have too many pe pe pet peeves in class. One is pass alarms. <laughs> you know. And, and two is breathing air before you cross that threshold. You know, it's just so. It's precious. Every breath out of that bottle is gold. You can't waste it. I mean, what is it at, like, when you hit the red mark on this thing, it's like, what, 15, 15 breaths left? Yeah, something, something like that. It's probably different for each person, yeah. how taxed they are and stuff like yeah, that. Age of the pack. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, what I've noticed, too, is, is people are more willing to... Um, you know, when they hit their when they hit their low air alarm, because they've been with us for the day, they're a lot more calm when that hits. That hits. Okay, I need to get out. I need to finish this. I need to take care of what I need to take care of. I'm deep in here. Let's do this. Not a lot of panicking because there's just so much confidence has has happened throughout the day. Like, okay, this guy's not going to be on my ass just because my bell went off. He's not going to be pushing me, pushing me, pushing me to get out. Okay, relax. Do your thing. You know your thing. Just do it. Just get out. You know? And I just, you know, like Mike said, everybody's had that instructor or two or three or four, you know? And nobody, you know, nobody learned that way. And it, it, that was hard. And, and there's a way to be, like what Evan and I were talking about, there's a way to have that intensity and still be kind. Right? These people are trying to help their communities. You know, Tim and I, we, we've got no business berating people who, one, are paying us to be there, and two, just want to help their community. We've got no business doing that. So the, we have a kinder approach. We have a low ego approach. We just want you to help your community. And when you come from the right spot, see, each firefighter that goes through our programs needs to be in the right mindset. Like, this is important, this is dangerous, this is, we're gonna save lives, not die. We have to be in the right mindset, too. These people are trying to help their community. They're probably not getting paid to do it. They're still putting their life on the line. How can we help you? And it's not yelling at you. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you right now, if I can get yelled at, I'm Pretty damn near close to getting Yeah, I mean, there's a fine line. A, a little, a little high intensity, you know, talk in the fire ground is is absolutely fine. When it gets to the point of berating or degrading or embarrassing that person, now, now we need to draw the line there. Um, you know, I, I say stupid shit all the time in the classes, and I, I go home. I rarely sleep after a class. My wife makes me sleep down in the living room. Because I just think about everything I said, every single thing. Because, so I might not see, so we were up here, I'm not naming names, but we were up here, I might not see 90% of those people again. And it grieves me to think that I might have said the wrong thing to somebody and give them the wrong impression of myself or Tim or the company. Or what if I said the wrong thing and somebody else overheard it and... and you know, that's the kind of heart that we bring to our classes is call me anytime, email me anytime, text me anytime. Hey, you said this. What did that mean? Hey, what, what are you trying to say here? Yes, I didn't mean that. I know I said something that sounded weird, but like, you know, yeah. I, I just want people to have to be confident in what they're doing and to come, come away from it thinking, OK, I can do this thing. Before today, I wasn't sure. Today, I'm sure. And uh, so we hope we, we get to instill that little bit of confidence in somebody, you know? Not to beat the dead horse here, another thing I brought up last time too is it's the intimidation factor for your department to have them to come to your department and say, hey, we're gonna do this thing. Everyone's like, oh my God. Now when he's come up and talking to, they feel like they're taking a 100 foot drop off a ledge because they don't want to say. They're gonna say something wrong. It's just one of those things. I mean, you want to drop his engine company too while we're at it? <laughs> I like what you're saying, brother. Yeah. The, the point is good.
but yeah. But it's the logo thing that helps everyone else, not just him. It's Tim. It's the other instructors that work with you are the same way, though. Yeah. They go to these little towns, and guys are afraid. But then once mid class, it's good. Right. Everyone's in. Right. There's something to be said for a little bit of intimidation. I'm gonna tell a little bit of the truth. Yes. Like, you look at last year, like, see you tomorrow. Well, I hope to see you guys. Um, hope to see you guys. See you tomorrow, buddy. Yep. You can see some of it. See you in the morning. See you. She can sit here now. Jill, she can sit here. You sit here. Oh, you got your charger phone. There's a there's that little second, that microsecond intimidation like that. I have to any class like this in a bit. But you're like, I, when you said, I'd like to see you guys do that, I literally said, you can ask John. I grabbed my gear and I said, bet. You know, I'm going to fuck intimidation. I'm going to go do it because I'm rusty. I know I'm rusty. And, I'm, I'm, and I said to them verbatim, I said, I'm going to stumble. I'm going to bumblefuck my way through it in true schmucks faction, but... Well, that's one of the reasons why I got into this, right? So, um, because at the end of the day, and I say this to Chris all the time because it just it blows my mind, right? You start out in the morning and people get into the, the, uh, into the confidence maze and it's moving slow and, you know, things don't move as quickly as they do later, later on in the day. But by the end of the day, you look around the room and people are, you know, bruised, battered, they're sweat, sweat-drenched shirts, but every one of them is standing around talking and smiling and you know, that, to me personally, is the best feeling because that says to me more than anything, everybody got something out of it and everybody had a good time and, uh, you know, you can't ask for more than that. We're getting right in on that that time mark that we like to shoot for. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, three hours. Wow. <laughs> Is that it? Jeez. You, you laugh. We've actually done a three-hour episode before. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Listen, I just want to give another shout out to Evan for helping us come up, and uh, it just means the world to us. Yeah. Thank you. We're um, so happy. Yeah. That means a lot to us. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're, yeah, tomorrow. I'm going to be in class tomorrow. It is. It is what we all need. You need to be tested. You need, you, you need that. So, me and Tim, we're bummed. we got to teach it all the time. It's like, ah, oh, man, where's my stuff? I want to get in there and smash it up. We got, he comes to one of my, my uh, the department, one of the departments I'm on. He's like, you can help? Oh, no, I'm going to be in the maze. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I can't. Uh, I can't wait. I, one of these days, I'm gonna take one of Tim's classes. <laughs> get in there and, and do some stuff. Kind of repay the favor. Yeah. Yeah. Again, Chris, thank you for having us up here. It yeah. Awesome. You're very welcome. Thanks for uh, reaching out and uh, thanks for looking us up. Thanks. For, uh, thanks for participating today. Yeah. 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 Thanks for jumping in there, guys. Yeah. Get a little taste of it. And the greatest thing is they didn't. I mean, Travis a little bit, but Mike, they didn't get frustrated. I was like, this is either. I was just remembering everything I went over in Taiwan. I was just like, it's. I even said in the beginning, I was like, I'm a little out of practice. And then I just was like, go through it two times. I'm like, I'm good. I mean, even on our department, you're stuck on a bump all the time. You never, ever got to but he never gets to pack up so it's nice to be able to sit back and be like like it's like still knows how to wear one well what's great for us is that you two felt comfortable enough 
with us to just jump right in. You know, any other environment, you may think twice about. So all three of us were actually going to do it, and then so the other day I was on a call. We were working a shift together, and a large person on medical call. And I grabbed the blanket underneath to go to transfer the patient from our stretcher to the hospital bed, and I just felt my knee just go I'm like yeah, no. Yeah. So my great. gear came in. I was ready to go, and then I I go. Well, we want that almost addiction-like atmosphere, like, wow, I, I, I love being a fireman. I want to be a fireman again. I can do this. This is, you know, you can go through these periods of stagnation and then you show up to something like this and you're like, oh, where's that axe? Let's go. Yeah. 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 So and they were going well beyond exhaustion. Fatigue yeah. had set in, yeah. and we're still doing right two more. You can actually, towards the end of the day, the, you can see the brain starting to shut off. It's like, okay, yes. no, remember, yes. listen to your surroundings. The fire ground does have sight, sounds, yep. it has a voice. And now you get it. When your brain's shutting off, off, you're fatigued, you're done, you're cooked. Now you got to convert a harness. Now you, now you got to do that. That's when that default moat net network starts setting in and, and, and getting you going. But I could talk all night, guys. Yeah. Um, so where can our followers find you? Um, so we are we're on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we got a YouTube channel. So Instagram at Neft Grover. Um, Instagram at New England fire training or is it just now neft brentwood neft brentwood um i think we have uh neft lucier in massachusetts uh neft mills he's out on the seacoast um again facebook um uh instagram newenglandfiretraining.com uh where else youtube the youtube channel is pretty cool we got a few videos up there um, we got a great dude doing uh, videography. He was there. He, he's got a couple cool videos up on our YouTube. So, um, yeah. Will you go anywhere? We will go anywhere. We will go anywhere. Before COVID hit, we were we were heading to California and Texas to do some training. So, so we're we're ready to roll. We had to shut that down, but yeah. Yeah. I know me and Mike like during the like COVID lull. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're ready. We uh, we're ready to fly. We um, we've hit every New England state but Vermont. Every New England state but Vermont, and uh, yeah, again, we, we we were lined up for California. We were gonna hit. We're gonna land up in. Uh, we're going to meet the trailer out there, we're going to ship it, we're going to land in uh, Fresno, I think, and then we were going to head south uh, to San Diego for like a week. We were going to stop all along the week, so so we were pretty excited about that, but we're, but we're ready. Some, you you call us, we'll fit you in the schedule. We're, we're ready to roll. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Hope uh, we can do this again. Absolutely. All right.